Hello, and welcome to the Good Fight Podcast. This is Brian Holm, and here with Denver Ekman for our uh, post-midterm election uh, session. Uh, we're glad to be here, even though we're a little bit disappointed with uh, what appears to be some of the outcomes. We want to kind of reflect on that and reflect our, our hope in Christ and and uh, just be positive as we go forward. Yep, uh, definitely disappointed, um, but there is some good news. Um, and the election uh, in some races is still not over. We know now that uh, Georgia is going to go to a runoff. Um, and the Senate very well could come down to that. So um, there is still some good news, some light at the end of the tunnel. So we'll just have to be positive and, and kind of wait till to see how some of these other races shake out. Yeah. And uh, if you listen to our last session, uh, we very uh, boldly said that uh, no matter what the outcome of the election was, we were going to keep praising God and God was still going to be in control. And now I guess we got to actually practice what we preached. So as uh, I know a lot of us are processing today, I think that's a really good word. But uh, but we want to affirm, yes, God is still in control. We want to know how he wants us to proceed from here. Uh, there is a lot of, there are a lot of positive things to look at. And, and I just wanted to point out uh, a couple things in the Psalms that uh, Psalm 97 just clearly says that the Lord reigns, let the earth be glad and the distant shores rejoice. And that no matter what, God is still in control just as much today as he was yesterday at this time, last year, a thousand years ago, and a thousand years from now. And we can really rejoice in that and still uh, figure out what he wants us to do here and now, uh, but let that be our hope. And then, uh, as my wife uh, pointed out to me this morning so wonderfully, is that in some of these votes, people are just um, acknowledging that they are loving darkness rather than light. And that doesn't encompass maybe every race, but I, I think there's some truth in that. And Psalm 2 uh, talks about you know, why do the nations rage so much? Uh, but then it kind of zooms out and points out that that God is is in his heaven and uh, some of these people that just think they're so clever and so great uh, on their temporary thrones, uh, God is laughing at them and holding them in derision. And I think that's a good thing to think of too, that God's purposes are going to be vindicated at some point and it's up to us just to try to be faithful now. Well, thanks for that reminder, Brian. I've had to remind myself um, multiple times today of that sentiment that, that God is in control and, um, you know, it, it's okay to kind of, you know, have these days, especially after <laughs> an election. So, um, you know, as time goes on, you know, we'll start to feel better a little bit and, um, we'll get to work once again. That's right. So our episode today, uh, we're going to do the three sections. First of all, we're just going to get po point out some of the many good things that did happen yesterday and are, are still happening. Uh, then we'll go through some of the disappointing things. And then uh, our third segment will kind of talk about, well, now, now what do we do? Uh, and so with that as our outline, we'll be back in just a second to look at some of the good stuff. Okay, and we are back um, to talk about some of the good things, and there are a lot of good things. Um, and I think, um, you know, as I was watching things unfold um, and into today, even a lot of the people um, who should have won did win. Uh, that includes 
uh, Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott and Bryant Kemp. Um, so th- th- those are very good things and, and it pretty decisive too. Um, and uh, people like J.D. Vance, who we were obviously rooting for. Um, and both Florida and Ohio, uh, Florida went for Obama twice. Um, so it's usually been a swing state. Now it looks like it's pretty solidly red. And so that's something to be excited about um, and is definitely encouraging. Yep. Yeah, and I know for me, uh, Denver and, and you know, part a lot of our target audience is, is conservative Christians. And so this is kind of targeted towards us. But it just really is a good reminder that, that, that the gospel is still the main thing, that, that Christ came into the world to save sinners. Uh, he didn't really come necessarily to reform society, although when enough people uh, are, are saved and band together and apply the principles and the, the things of his word and seek to live according to his precepts, then society does flourish. And I think a lot of the, the prosperity and the good things that we see about Western uh, uh, culture especially um, come out of that. But it's not the main thing. So I just would encourage for th- those of you that are discouraged out there that that uh, have not yet chosen to follow Jesus and and to accept his gift of eternal life through the forgiveness of your sins, that that's the main thing. Because really, s- someday all of this is going to go away. Uh, and and so what is going to happen with us in eternity, which is one of the few things that really truly is in, in our control <laughs> uh, by just accepting that gift, uh, we want to make sure that we emphasize. And uh, having God as our refuge and strength and our very present help in trouble is a wonderful thing to be able to call on uh, at these times and other times of, uh, of, of crisis and kind of discouragement. Yeah, one of our themes um, in this podcast is talking about the main thing. And if you go back, I want to say probably in our first season, we have an episode entitled The Main Thing. And if you're kind of um, on the edge or on the border of, of believing and not believing, I encourage you to uh, to listen to that episode. Um, and also, really, if you are on that edge, please email us. Uh, talk to us and, um, you know, we'd love to, to speak with you, uh, get you some resources. So. That's a great point, um, and you know that this podcast is, you know, kind of voiced towards those Christian conservatives. But everybody is welcome to listen, and we we really do want to engage with everybody. Yep. Well, and and uh, you know whether we are, are Christian believers or we'll say not yet Christian believers, <laughs> uh, I think this is good too. That uh, you know if if things had just been this overwhelming red tsunami like some people had expected. Uh, it would have been wonderful to celebrate today, um, uh, but uh, I think maybe we might have tended to just kind of maybe relax and think, oh, I can kind of kind of kick back now because things are kind of going back to the way they should be. Uh, but I, I just really think that it encourages uh, me anyway and should encourage all of us just to kind of be leaner and meaner, that this is a long-term uh, a struggle and a long-term endeavor that we really have to go about uh, praying and being hopeful and banding together and seeking to have the conversations with people uh, to persuade them because there there are some really entrenched um, uh, thinking that uh, from what we can see is not correct and we can point out some things like that how it's not even good for most of the people who are embracing it 
And we just, I, I want to be able to con- convincingly, winsomely, happily, joyfully be able to make that case to people. And if they respond, great. If they don't, I'll go on and uh, to someplace else. But I, to, to be leaner and meaner, uh, I really want to do that. Yep, I, I can agree with that. And I think as a base, uh, we did get a little cocky probably towards the end. Um, thought some races were completely locked up and um, or that, or we didn't think we had a chance at winning. And I think um, from the conversations that I've had with other people, and uh, I think I'll, in the next segment, I will uh, detail kind of a personal experience that I had recently. Um, that was pretty evident. So um, we just have to do a better job at that, as Brian stated. Um, and going on the offense, uh, rather than kind of just sitting back and playing defense, that's that's got to be a theme uh, for the Republicans and, and us going forward. Yep. And I think it really is good for us if we can target younger people. And I know for me, uh, uh, Christian pastors, uh, I just really think need to be encouraged to really think through these things and and be equipped to, to address them out there. Uh, in the marketplace uh, from clearly a perspective on what, what the Bible clearly says. Um, so I'll be kind of working on that. I think it's also good to, to, to realize that, if, that, that there was a red wave Tuesday night, and it was in Florida, that uh, with Ron DeSantis winning by 20 points when he won by just a, a hair's breadth last time, and the amount of things he's been able to do when really he has has really gone through confidently, whether it's in COVID stuff or election integrity or um, uh, uh, economic things, he has followed through boldly, uh, happily. And the state has responded, even Democratic people coming along to embrace him. So I think that, that it's really good to remember uh, that where those ideas are, are let loose, that they will be successful. Yes, and there's so much to build upon that. Um, and I think Ron DeSantis is a great figure uh, to be able to lead that, that new um, wave uh, it, coming in the future. And like Brian said, it already happened in Florida. And what we want to do is we want to spread that because those ideals and the way they come off um, are working. And um, so the the way that Florida has flipped from a swing state going for Obama twice to now pretty much solidly red, you know, that's something to be said. And we want to execute that throughout the country, really. Yep, and the same things happened in Ohio, and uh, we're still praying that Carrie Lake is able to be the governor of Arizona. I think she could do the same thing there uh, with her uh, with her, her courage and boldness and, and God's help, obviously. Um, but uh, I, I think it's really good to have that example. Uh, just finally, I, I, it, it's been pointed out that there, there are a lot of good things that happened in the state of New York even though we were sad to see the governor's race didn't go that direction. But there were some real significant house seats that, uh, that flipped there. And so we can just pray that the, uh, that the results of the poor, um, poor running of New York can continue to be communicated and that more things like that uh, can happen not only there but around the country. So uh, be of good cheer. A lot of good things happened. And uh, we'll uh, go... Uh, come back in a second and and talk about some of the things we're bummed about. <laughs> so I'll be right back.
back, and now uh, we'll kind of go into some of the the, uh, the the stuff we're we're not real happy about or disappointed about. And I, and I think it's fine for us to acknowledge that we're disappointed. So uh, we certainly don't want to be morose. And, and I think Denver and I both want to um, emulate some of the others out there that are speaking that, that are, are so positive. And we want to be happy warriors. And uh, and certainly, as we know Christ and, and thinking about the joy of the Lord and the peace of God, that uh, I know I really want to work on that and, and to try to be winsome. Uh, and, and a winsome person to talk to, whether people uh, agree with me or not. Uh, but that being said, uh, here in California, uh, it just is a—it's a pretty, you know, sad place when you look at it in the state. We'll start with Proposition One uh, and how overwhelmingly it passed, um, just uh, basically unfettered abortion and and what that says. Um, uh, one of the things God speaks clearly about is life. And I know we we have to be aware of all life, but that that is an innocent life uh, that's being sacrificed as a consequence of uh, uh, of something that is largely preventable. That is pregnancy uh, through a number of different avenues, and and so um, uh, thankfully we can still exercise our free speech and and speak out about that and try to to minimize that as much as possible. But um, uh, we pray that God will uh, will uh, grant His mercy to us as we seek to still be faithful to that, uh, even as we, as a state, have embraced it. Yeah, uh, t- to me, on the topic of disappointing, uh, that the, the Prop One was one of the more disappointing things for me, um, rather than any other election throughout the country. Um, so that was really hard to see, and, and one of the reasons why it was tough was the overwhelming um way that it was it was uh, voted on yes for i thought it was going to be a little bit closer um but one of my well my manager today pointed out that as a republican base we may have underestimated you know what this whole abortion thing meant to to other people um so you know maybe that's true but overall what we need to do is we need to speak out against this and and get people to realize what life means and how meaningful it is um and uh to to make people think and not feel um to to critically think through these things so uh you know it's just another reason why we need to do a better job you know do the best we can and and get that uh that information and and truth out there yeah Yep, and um, uh, just we could you know we could go on and on just even about that that whole issue, but and I think in in a lot of people's minds it, it represents a lot more than the specifics of abortion. I think it really represents kind of shaking your fist uh, at the hand of of authority and any anybody that's going to restrict anything that we want to do or we feel like doing, and uh, it's it's sad that it has to be that way, but it's uh, it's good to remember that. Uh, you know the California statewide offices uh, just so overwhelmingly went uh, went Democratic, and and uh, once again, what we can do about that at the local level, we'll talk about in the next um, segment. Even my local congressman, who's been a Republican and has been in office uh, as of this morning, uh, was losing. Although it's pointed out that there are some ballots yet to be counted, so I'm just praying for that. Uh, and yet. 
Uh, we just have to acknowledge the reality of things, and and we we really we we just want the honest votes to be able to be counted honestly, and no dishonest votes to be counted. And so we're not trying to to manipulate the results. We just want the authentic stuff. Yep, I totally agree. And another one of the more surprising things, in my opinion, was the the election of John Fetterman. Um, I didn't think it was going to be, you know, very close. Um, let alone John Fetterman winning. I thought Dr. Oz was, was going to take the thing, um, you know, especially with uh, Fetterman and his health and how evident that was, not only in the, the debates, but the, just the, the rallies that he's had. You know, I was listening to a compilation of all his flutters, and I'm surely not making fun of him. I'm genuinely concerned um, now that he's a United States senator or will be soon, so... That's just another one of those uh, disappointments, but yeah, and I, I think there are a lot of comparisons that the 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 ideology and really the um, the the religious fervor that's out there on the radical left uh, just shows that they're they're willing to put up anybody. Uh, just the the parallel with Biden, uh, they're willing to put up anybody in order to accomplish the the purposes. And uh, it's it's sad to see how ra- rapidly people will go on with that, but it's just something we have to acknowledge and and uh, be able to to be out there and work with. Yeah, and um, the yeah. Uh, oh, I ahead. just wanted to point out um, something that has happened to me this week that was uh, very disappointing. And um, on Monday, I had just started a conversation with two of my coworkers about about voting and asking if if they've done it yet or if they're going to do it on election day and. The two of them um, mentioned to me that they weren't going to vote, so that kind of prompted me to to question, and I did. Um, but more so, I was wondering about the other people that I work with, the, the student workers who were that were our age is ranging from eighteen to twenty four in that office um, as student workers, um, and there's a total of about eleven or twelve of us, and out of the eleven or twelve, I was the only one who voted. And that represents a lot for me. Um, and, you know, is this kind of a, a look into my generation? You know, is, you know, are these people around the country not voting? You know, I don't really know, but it was very disappointing. And then the second thing was I mentioned, um, you know, why. And what they told me is they didn't have enough time to uh, cast a vote or to get educated on it, and I offered my time to them Monday or Tuesday, and nobody took it. And so that's partly on me that I didn't do this before, and I think we can learn from this. However, overall, I was pretty sad to, to hear those things. Yeah, well, and, and again, once again, it's a good snapshot of what reality is, and that's what we need. We can't live in a fantasy world, and uh, and just being around people that we agree with all the time uh, just really keeps us naive and makes us uh, much more ineffective than we need to be. So I'm, I'm looking in the mirror when I'm saying that too, and and wanting to be able to to change that. Uh, it was disappointing some of the the governor's races. You know, it was so we would love to have seen New York and Oregon flip, and and uh, Minnesota at one point was in play, and Michigan was in play. Um, but uh, it just shows it was very different than what was anticipated. Uh, just another thing I don't look forward to, and I'm, I'm really not going to listen very much, is just all the finger pointing and all the analysis and all the, the this and that. I mean, we need to kind of 
figure out where we're we're going, what the strategy is going forward. But there's just so much of that that it. I'm. I guess I'm pretty weary of it at this point. <laughs> but uh, uh, still, it may probably a necessary evil at some point, but disappointing still. Yep, and you know, as a lot of our listeners are from California. You know, it really wasn't surprising to see Gavin Newsom get reelected uh, as governor. Um, but, you know, of course, I had the, the the sliver of hope. And we just have a lot of ground to gain in that state. And I think for the next uh, election of the governor, uh, we need to put up a candidate that is known, that is liked, and can get the message out. And that that's on us. Yep. And it's going to cost us time, and it's going to cost us money. And I'm trying to wrap my head around that. And as we get ready to to break and then go into our our next segment, you know, what now? Uh, that we just need to to start now. I mean, arguably the the presidential uh, election season is starting already, and so uh, getting prepared for that. Uh, so, uh, but this one's not over yet. And we can continue to pray that God will work. And if we can come out of this with control of the House and the Senate one way or another, then it will be the major victory that we can be very thankful for. And now we wait and pray and um, uh, and then see what happens. And then for Georgia, and we need to get in there and do whatever it's appropriate for us to do from the distance to help that one uh, come by. So we'll be back in a second uh, with uh, where we go from here. Okay, and we are back. Um, and so now with the good news and the disappointment, you know, we've gotten that taken care of. What now? Um, and as Brian said, I think the 2024 election, the presidential election, that kind of that season starts now. Um, but there's a lot to do within that time period. And that doesn't only include the president. Um, and we will get onto that in a little bit. But um, even things like election reform. I think as time goes on here, we will get uh, an idea of how truthful this election was. Um, I know there was a little bit of a mishap in Arizona. I don't know how uh, much of an impact that was that the voting machines went down for a while, uh, but that's something that I would, you know, I'd like to know more about, but I think that's something to be seen at this moment. Yep. And that, uh, I think it's perfectly valid to expect that in every state that the the winner of every race should be known like that night or by the morning. Uh, that there's no reason that, that for people to wait to count the uh, the ballots that have come in early until election day, and that states need to take measures for that. It's only fair um, to to the people, and uh, so I think that would be be good to work on. Uh, and I think that we need to continue to be very boldly and winsomely speak the truth, especially where the Bible clearly speaks the truth, uh, and to continue to articulate that, that about life, about gender, uh, about the family. And then there's some trickle-down stuff just about, about sound economic policy 
and um, uh, and 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 border security and the, the meaning of of, uh, of of citizenship and, and nationality and, and those are things that can be uh, can be discussed by people of goodwill. But we need to be able to to do that and, and just to use our free speech for that. Uh, that we still have the right to do that, and we need to exercise it, and we need to stick up for that right. Uh, because we know out there that there's people that, that, that don't like that, and we need to, to call foul on that. And I'm really thankful for even people that would don't believe or believers like Elon Musk and others uh, that are really standing up for free speech and realizing how important it is. And I, I think it's worth really developing a coalition where that free speech uh, aspect is embraced and is, um, is uh, encouraged to have a rebirth in our country. Yep, we really need to help and pray for those people. Um, I agree. Um, and also, uh, we need to try to stop the slide into socialism. Um, it, it's best for America, the world, and the future of our country and our grandchildren. We know uh, that the, it is a bankrupt idea. We can just tell you that by opening up a history book. Um, and so that's one thing that we can play on in the next couple of years. Um, as what the Biden administration is doing and what the left has kind of seemed to slide into and has gotten more comfortable with the idea of socialism, um, kind of sparked by, by Bernie Sanders, um, we have to do our best to speak out against that um, and just continue to lay out fact after fact of why it won't work. And I think the best way to communicate that with voters is through a very simple, articulate type of way. And that's who I look for uh, when I vote for somebody. Yep. And that segues really well into uh, what I, next thing I was going to say is that we, we've got to work the ground game. We've, we've got to get out there and have conversations with people that we're not sure uh, uh, quite connect the dots. I, I think so much of Proposition 1 was people just weren't aware. Uh, and, and people aren't aware, they think it's so alarmist for us to talk about the slide into socialism. We need to be able to winsomely make a case for that amongst citizens, but that's one of the things that it'd be great to try to articulate to Christian pastors even, and, and other people of influence, and why I'm so interested in, in, in younger people and trying to connect them with good resources. And you know, I'm praying even for, for more resources that could be used to help send people uh, and have them trained, like the Patriot Academy, like you've been to, Denver, and, and some of the great things, uh, seminars that Charlie Kirk is putting on, and, and other people, to get them around like-minded people, to realize they're not alone, and show them how to speak out, and identify those voices that are truly gifted to be able to spread this uh, in, to, to more, in, in more of a mass market kind of a thing. Yep, and you know the the things like the the leadership boot camps and the legislative boot camps, like like Patriot Academy, uh, they work. And uh, I have a friend who attended Patriot Academy, um, Elias Coop Gonzalez, who won a House seat in the state of West Virginia. So we are proud of him, um, and that's just a testament to uh, the people at Patriot Academy, the great work that they do, and how we can hopefully get more people into the programs like that. And, the, and he's the 20-year-old, the right? He's 20 years old. Yep. So, wow, how wonderful. And I hope that's encouraging uh, to some of our, if you're uh, listening, kind of more in my age range. And and also, I would just say, and this isn't a, a, a plea by any means, if you have some resources that you might want to dedicate to some stuff like this, 
uh, you know, let me know and I'll, I'll try to help make the connection in some way because uh, there are great uh, people and there are great opportunities and being able to give of our, uh, just like the founders, our, our, uh, our, our fortune and our, our life, our fortune and our sacred honor, uh, that's going to cost us some of all of those. And, and it, it, to me, it's, it's, worth, uh, it's, it's worth the investment. Uh, for the, once again, for the sake of my grandchildren, <laughs> I'll keep bringing that up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a big one. Um, <clears throat> well, to segue off of that a little bit, um, I think the, the looming question or the elephant in the room is what do we do with Trump now? And um, as we go on, I become more firm on this. Um, and uh, despite my opinion, um, it, it sounds like uh, Donald Trump is going to announce his, his candidacy for the presidency uh, next Tuesday at Mar-a-Lago. Um, and, um, you know, I really think that somebody else needs to take this on. And who knows? Uh, the announcement could be that he is going to step aside and let somebody else um, take the reins um, and, uh, and run uh, in 2024. But knowing Donald and, and knowing his tendencies and his ego and what he said before, it's probably not what's going to happen. Um, and, and that's really disappointing. Yep. And, and I, I agree with you and I, I've heard those, uh, those hints and, and some of the, the comments and, and all. And, 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 and I agree that, uh, that in, in some ways it's sad and yet it's got to be acknowledged that, uh, that that's just, it's so toxic that it's going to end up not being being good for the nation. And it's not as if there aren't wonderful people out there. And just my hope is that God in some way will help lead him to that decision and that he, you know, he can be gracious and, and contribute in a lot of different ways to that. Uh, but I know for me at my stage of life, I want to be able to, to sit back more and more and you know, help encourage and, and coach and applaud uh, the people that are out there with the, with the energy and, and the youth and the wherewithal to, to really run the race. And I think that's a perfectly appropriate um, uh, position for us. So I'd love to see him do that. And there's so many wonderful candidates out there. And so, you know, we can really pray that uh, that God will really uh, uh, deal with all of us, including uh, former President Trump, uh, and uh, help all of us to be united around how important our liberty is and how to best preserve that and how much leadership matters. Very well said. And at this point, what we can do uh, is pray, and um, God can move mountains, and he can change the hearts of individuals, and Donald Trump is no different. So, um, you know, depending on how you feel about uh, this topic, pray, um, because that's the best thing we can do. We'll be back in a second for a wrap-up and our quote of the week, and then we'll uh, send you on to, to go out and uh, now get, get back with it again. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> Okay, and we are back to wrap things up, and it's been a day. You know, no matter when you are listening to this, whether it's today, uh, the 9th of November, or sometime during this week, um, you know, things could always change, but um, the good news is there is good news, and there's things to build on, 
Um, and we will be thinking and praying a lot about what happens in Georgia. Uh, so we just have to build on the positives and um, accept the losses and, and move on. And so that's kind of my mentality. And that's how I'm going to kind of go on from today, I think. Yep. Uh, future President uh, James Garfield uh, gave today's quote. And um, when uh, he, he had been a, a lieutenant colonel in the Union Army in the Civil War and then uh, left the Army as a major general and went into the U.S. House of Representatives. And, and he happened to be in, uh, in New York City when President Lincoln was assassinated. Uh, interesting that Garfield himself would also later be assassinated. But, uh, of course, that news rang through there and everybody's wondering, oh, what do we do? And, and uh, Garfield just decided to, uh, to stand up and, and, and say a few words. And so these were his words. And, and it uh, seems like uh, Garfield was a fairly devout Christian believer and alluded to the words of Scripture, uh, even as he uh, gave these remarks. And he said, fellow citizens... Clouds and darkness are about him, talking about God. God's pavilion is dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. Justice and judgment are the establishment of his throne. Mercy and truth shall go before his face. Fellow citizens, God reigns, and the government at Washington still lives. End of quote. So even though Lincoln was gone, that uh, person that, that seemed so indispensable to so many uh, for the Union, and yet the two most important things, number one, the main thing like we're talking about, God reigns, and then secondly, we still have our republic, and let's continue to do everything we can to share the gospel, and then pre preserve the republic for all of the good that it that reflects and seek to make it better. Great quote, great timing, and uh, yep, you're exactly right. That still rings true today. Great reminder, and life goes on. Email us at goodfight71 at gmail.com. And uh, if you want to be on our email list, if you're not already, let me know. We kind of send out a little recap newsletter with some links in it with our resources every week. Let us know if you'd like to be on that. God bless you, and let's keep up the good fight. And uh, take courage. We're still, uh, we, we live to fight another day, the good fight. God bless.